Taboo, your personal look into the future, your window unto the unknown. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And I'm Sam. Well, guys, it's <laughs> not the board game. No, it's it's certainly not. It's certainly not <laughs> anything we predicted. It's not a game. Yeah. If only we would have asked no. Taboo what, uh, what it was, we would have known, but... <laughs> We did guess that it was the board game taboo a while back, and I guess um, it could be a board game, depending on how you look at board games, but it's, it's more of a card game, and yes, it's a, um, I always said tarot, but it is tarot, right? So it is a tarot yes. card game. Who told you to say tarot? No, as a kid, I would always just think tarot, uh, because, you know, the T at the end, yeah. it feels like it wants to be said. Okay. It looks like carrot a little bit, too. Yeah, it just felt like it wanted to be there. But tarot is also, it adds to the element of mystery behind it. Kind of like how I can't wait now for the NES Ouija board, uh, <laughs> which which clearly they will make a Rare will definitely make a Ouija board game. But Ouija is also not something that you would expect to be spelt the way it was, but it is. So, so is Taboo. Yeah, those are the only things they have in common. You, you mean tarot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. See, I'm yeah. still doing it. Taboo is fairly phonetic. Which is <laughs> At funny least I think so. The only, question I asked, the only question I asked Taboo before we recorded was, would I say tarot correctly? <laughs> and uh, it final outcome was no. See, I always <laughs> thought it was tabooed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, what's funny is, it's like, yeah, why is it called taboo, the sixth sense? Well. If it has nothing, you know, like, like, Sean, you seem like you have an answer, so I'm listening. I mean, you know, like a tarot is kind of, uh, it's associated with, um, with like more, not, not a cult, but I, I, I guess more spiritual, non, uh, major religion, uh, pagan stuff, I guess. Um, uh, that's a lot of know. just guessing. That's a lot of just throwing it out there. It sounds like you have extreme knowledge in this, in this scenario. Uh, no, I, I don't really have any knowledge in this scenario. I would just say that the taboo is that, you know, you're not supposed to know your future. You're supposed to just let life happen, and uh, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very vain of you to think that you, could, that you could know, you know? I think that it's about contextualizing your surroundings and providing different angles to look at your life. In more of like a self-help way? Uh, in a way, yeah. Like it gives you, it makes you think about things that maybe you wouldn't normally have applied to the situation that you're presenting. Okay. Taboo does come with a lot of warnings uh, on the box, <laughs> in the manual. Um, but the, the most poignant of any of those warnings is that the future shown to you is only as it may be. If current circumstances continue along their present course unhindered or the current situation prevails, any effects may change your destiny or the destiny of others. 
That is a large disclaimer. That's not yeah. really like a warning. It's basically <laughs> a disclaimer saying that like this is just something that might or might not be real. <laughs> like it's just like covering all you know, it's like the whole you know, the the whole medium thing where it's like, well yeah, this will happen unless it doesn't. <laughs> well, it seems like it's it's like determin it's like determinous unless you like go out of your way to change what's already going to happen. So if you just continue as you're going, continue living your day to day, or you can make some change to your day to day that would change that. Right, you can take so control can, of your destiny. I'll, one thing, I'll interpret it that way. Yeah, one thing that I just want to make clear to the listener: um, this is not a game. This is a tarot reading simulator um, where the computer draws cards from a tarot deck uh, after you put some basic information about yourself into it. And then it gives you a very basic uh, reading of those cards. So I just now, if there's think, any question about you, but you think <laughs> very basic? I would argue that this is for an eight-bit video game. <laughs> the fact that it uses an entire like minor and major uh, seventy-eight card tarot deck plus gives like a complete reading is something that otherwise. The player would have to seek out for like twenty five dollars at one of those like back alleys. Have you ever had a tarot reading? No, but you know you see those and like the they're right next to the spas. They're like uh, you know this person you know go up the staircase and they'll tell your future. They usually have the tarot card readings there. I don't do any of this for the record, but I will let you know that I do adhere to all the rules that uh, Rare and Twi- and Trade West have set up. And I was definitely over the age of 14 when I played <laughs> Taboo for the first time. Yeah, that's such a specific age. Like, there's nothing else that, like, that that's the age limit. Even, like, movies, it's like 13 is the, is oh, the wow. age limit. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that they had an age limit. Yeah, it says you have to be over 14. You have to be, you no know, minors under the age of 14. So I guess if you're an adult under the age of 14, <laughs> you're allowed, but... Yeah, Taboo is not intended for children under the age of 14. And then later on, like just a few paragraphs later, Taboo should not be purchased by minors under the age of 14 years of age. (laughs) I thought it was interesting that it makes you put your birthday in. Um, As like when you're starting it up, it makes you put your name uh, and your gender and your birthday. And like my birthday is after the game came out yeah i was you know I, I thought that was funny too yeah like i'm there typing 2003 into this thing <laughs> that came out in like 1988 but it lets you yeah i mean they know that you know this was gonna be a game that we talked about in 2021 absolutely but also like you know i'm just gonna say this very casually because this is not what i want the episode to be about but it was pretty cool watching the quill like write in all of your responses. Okay, yeah, it's got. A I cool did appreciate aesthetic that aesthetic going there. Yeah, I, I thought, I, I, you know, I no joke. Also, I, I I was thinking that a little bit for the whole game, the presentation as a whole. Like this game could have, like it already was. It could it had the possibility of just being like a basic like presentation of the information, but because it was already just like that simple, they they went above and beyond on on the presentation element of it. You know, there's different music track for like yeah, there's a bunch of different kinds of cards, here. and there's you know the cards look look nice. And I think that the uh, the boxes where you enter text, like the the text selection, 
I'm not sure if I'm describing this right, but you know, when you like all the yeah, le- yeah. the keyboard that you Input. use is really smooth. Yeah, I think be, it's the best we've had. Like Wheel of yeah. Fortune could have could have learned a thing or two from this. <laughs> yeah. I'd also argue that you could just set this, you know, because you're talking about presentation. You could just set up a tent somewhere in Coney Island and just plug this in to a CRT <laughs> and just have this be like its own amusement at the park and people would play it. Um, there's there's definitely uh, no – they're not skimping out here in terms of information that they're providing you, uh, experience that they're providing you, and, uh, you know, faithfulness to uh, a tarot card reading. However, there's just – there's something off about playing this game. Uh, not even – you know, don't get into whether tarot cards are real, right? Who cares? That's up to the individual. There's just something about buying this. As a video game, knowing that it is just bits, right, that are assigned numbers that generate to give you readings, that just makes it feel like it doesn't really matter well, at the end of the day what I put in because it's all kind of predetermined. Well, Mike, tarot cards are just paper with paintings and, and divinations, uh, but, like, uh, this this cartridge is was, like, sold in, like, a velvet case to protect itself from being... <laughs> Uh, like damaged by bad vibes. So this is basically just a deck of tarot cards, but like with with future technology. So I looked well, into that. Okay, I did look <laughs> into that though because they did say that they said that it was sold uh, under the same authenticity that like tarot cards are sold. But it, I can't see anything different other than just like those normal black cases that most people had to cover their NES games, and that just came in the box. That's the only thing I noticed. Is it possible that the bag was in the box in the box? But I'm looking at a complete in-box copy. Oh. And I don't see anything velvet. That's kind of... That's mm. that's discouraging. I found it interesting how much the manual... Somewhere in the manual... It's a, I'm trying to find it, but it's a very long manual. Uh, somewhere in the manual, it, it talks about like how taboo... To the best of their ability, they they tried to make Taboo as accurate of a portrayal. Like, they took it very seriously. They tried to make it as accurate of a portrayal of actual tarot cards as possible. You know, which was which was just interesting to me. Like, beforehand, when I just... Because I usually boot up the game before I read the manual. When I just booted it up, I was like, oh, okay, it's just a funny little thing. And then when I, when I read it, I was like, oh, these people, like... It, at least seem like they're really taking this, like, very seriously. Yeah, they uh, they describe everything about like positioning, like with the uh, I think it's like the Celtic cross, which is like that arrangement of cards. They talk about what the different suits mean. They talk about what uh, like a list of all of the I guess you'd call them like face cards. Like they call them major arcana, but I'm not I'm not sure how uh, how how accepted that term is. Um, but the, yeah, they kind of describe sort of the methodology behind it um and i i just think it's funny to see a a a manual that reads more like a textbook than uh a a typo filled description of how to operate a controller (laughs) well sean don't forget taboo is not a game even according to its own manual oh taboo is not a game i agree Exactly who created it, this magical, mystical images 
for the Major Arcana's cards, and why is still a mystery. The sheer fact that the cards have survived the centuries in their original <laughs> form is some testimony to the latent power that is stored within the startling and often disturbing images of the tarot. And disturbing is correct, because somehow Rare, with their close connections to Nintendo, has managed to include both nudity and religious imagery <laughs> on their cards in the game. Something that is a huge no-no oh, yeah, for the, every um, other NES game. I forgot which one that was, but yeah, there's definitely some toplessness involved, uh, and there's some crosses and all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm curious, though, what did you guys ask this thing? We should just probably go around the room. So, Joe, what did you ask? Well, so the first time I asked, I was still kind of playing around, so I actually don't didn't really analyze the answer. But my, my first question was, what year? Which I didn't really understand what I was getting into, so it probably shouldn't have been so specific. But what year will I die? <laughs> it's a little dark. I don't. I didn't really analyze the answer. The second one, when I really analyzed the answer, was, will I put Taboo on the Essential Games list? <laughs> oh, so you'll have to reveal that to us oh, later. Oh, and I have it all figured okay. out. I'll, I'll take you through step by step what the answer is. That would that will be amazing. Thank you for asking that question, Sean. What did you ask? I mean, I, I asked the uh, I asked the basic questions like you know, will I be rich? Um, uh, that, I mean, that's really all I care about in life. So that, that was <laughs> right. the only one. I that's why you do ask. the podcast. You do the yeah. podcast for money, right? A- absolutely, absolutely. Sam, what did you ask? I also asked if this will be an essential game. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I love that you guys did that. Um, I I was going to a Met game that day, so I asked <laughs> if the Mets will win. Final outcome said yes, and they did. It was a squeaker. They won on the uh, a walk-off um, pop fly in the ninth <laughs> inning. So that's pretty cool that, that, that it got it right. But it, to just go back to Joe asking his first question of, when will I die? <laughs> there is an unsubstantiated rumor on the on the Wikipedia page, which is crazy. <laughs> Wikipedia is supposed to be something that people like check out and they verify for sources. There is a urban legend section of the Wikipedia that just says, in no additional information, an urban legend surrounding Taboo states that the game had accurately predicted the deaths of some of its young players. <laughs> Wow, so, I should have paid attention. I should have paid more yeah. attention. I was like, oh, that's pretty creepy. Let me, like, you know, check for the link. Are there any citations and, there? Yeah. <laughs> so there was a citation, and it took to a list of, like, you know, this really clickbaity, like, 10 haunted NES games. And NES Baseball was not on there, okay, so I'm okay. already, well, like, you know this list, 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 yeah. list is bogus. But when I got to, when I got to Taboo... There was no citations of, like, who predicted their deaths early or video, uh, it, you know, or images of this. It just said exactly the same thing again with no further citations. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe that, like, we're just allowed in the year 2021 to just say that these things happen without any proof. Well, Joe, do you remember what the last card was? I don't. I honestly don't I don't remember any of it. It's, it's all a blur. It's all a it's for the it's best. blanked out in my mind. Mike, no. do you remember what the last card was for you? Um, I don't remember what the last card was for me, but I remember not understanding a thing. Like, I, because it was my first question, will the Mets win? You know, the way that the game works, it gives you, like, a, a, a 
quite a few cards, but none of them are the actual result until the final card. So I remember, like, as the cards are coming down, it was giving me information, and I was just like, okay, what is that? But what does that mean for me? Like, does that mean the Mets will win or not? And it was giving me, like, really abstract things. And I just remember finally checking the manual, and I can't say that I remember, like, what it means in terms of will the Mets win in the present position <laughs> or the immediate influence or anything. But the final result was, like, you know, this will happen unless, you know, unless circumstances change. Well, which is also very vague. I, I asked you earlier, Mike, or actually anybody, if anybody had had a tarot card reading in the past, and I have. Um, I didn't pay for it. I I have a friend that's uh, very interested in this stuff. She has a deck of tarot cards, and she's read into it quite a bit. Um, and I had a big question for her when I was playing this game, so I just texted her. I'm like, hey, did well when when you did my reading? Did you make me? like ask you a question or were you just giving me a reading and uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna quote her here um no i'm almost certain you did not give me a prompt the way i read i'm so afraid of bias and and believe the reading is a personal tool for reflection uh i don't really let anyone give me a prompt and i just read a message i see connected with the cards and their placement in the chronology of time uh she continues if I can't connect the ten cards or transcribe a connection between all the card meanings and the cards are archetypes and symbols, the meaning should be a fixed collective myth that stays consistent per card, then I might ask, my, uh, I might ask the person what was on their mind as they drew the cards. This is just what I do and what makes sense to me. Every tarot reader is different. My method might change with time, experience, uh, as I change as a person. Um... I so I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, the whole idea of asking uh, the tarot reader or the game like will the Mets win or will I be rich or is this game essential uh, isn't even really like a solid part of tarot and it's sort of like just up to perspective um, in how it goes about it. Um, yeah, no, it's a great point because you know. I, I see both sides of it. Like, I, I think for the game, right, without asking the question, it becomes almost too bare bones. You know, like, yeah. the question part is, like, the most interesting aspect of, like, I can ask this thing something, and then it will perfectly simulate a tarot card reading to give me an answer. But also, you know, I, I see what, you know, what your friend's saying there, and that makes a lot of sense, is that when I was asking, will the Mets win, most of the ten cards... You know, in terms of distant past and recent past <laughs> events and, you know, environmental factors, they didn't make any sense in the context of my question, you know? So. But if it's know, just a reading of you, I think that there's a lot more of like that cold reading aspect of it where you're like, if it's a, if it's a wider, a wider gamut of emotions that you're feeling, you're not just thinking about the Mets, you're thinking about your life in general. Um, uh, I would I would say that there, there's a lot more a lot more of an opportunity for these cards to make sense about your Ab- life. Absolutely, that's yeah. that's what I'm agreeing yeah. with, and that's why I think like that's the flaw of the question part is that it it almost makes cards one through nine kind of po- pointless because you're asking the question to get card ten. I'm also gonna go off. Uh, I'm gonna read a little bit more of a quote from her um, at, off of what. Uh, 
off of what Sam said earlier. Um, she says, I know when I'm in a crossroads, I'm stuck without ideas. I draw a tarot reading to get a jumping off point. It can either spell out a suggestion that's inspiring or a meaningless and completely off base thing. Uh, when in the weeds, it helps to have a jumping off point nonetheless. So it, it can also just be like a, uh, to, to, to get your mind moving, like you said earlier, Sam. Yeah, I, I think that this, I, I have, I've also had um, tarot cards read, like my cards read, uh, only really once before by someone who knew what they were doing. But it, the whole thing is interpretive, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like a, it, it's a connection between the person who's giving you the reading and the things that you're kind of applying those readings towards. So the fact that this is able, it doesn't just flip a card and then say it says like, oh, it's the the five of the, the king or whatever it yeah. is, you know. <laughs> and then you just have to like look up what that means, and then it, it gives you a little bit more than that. It tells you like this is connected to uh, like there's like the coin or something. Like this is connected to like worldly possessions, and yeah. um, like it'll give you these. Like the the thing that the the thing that's like filled in, the words that are filled in at the very end are like sometimes don't make sense in the context of that question or yeah. of that of that phrase that it's that they're plugging it into because that's what happens. They like plug in these phrases into the the word into the um, the readings for each like, drawing. And if you have an actual but, reader, like they have a better. They have a better idea of like yeah. contextualizing these things and making them make at least like syntactical yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like giving you these themes and different ideas, and it's up to you to make that connection back to the original thing that you're thinking. And I like back to your original question. And I think that this game does, or not game, this experience uh, <laughs> does do. A really good job of presenting these quick, like digestible themes that you can then, with only a little bit of experience with this whole system, apply and get meaning out of the cards. Whereas if you were just playing with a deck of cards on your own, which you can do, you really need to know a lot more about tarot in order to get anything out of it. Yeah. Now, this is a yeah. good. Uh it's a good uh, like accessibility tool. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll say that you know when I like when I did start taking down like actually like writing down my my different cards and kind of like looking looking up what they meant in the manual and whatnot. Um, with the my essential question of whether or not I'd make this an essential game, um, I noticed that that I was doing. I was doing a lot more thinking of it. I, although I will say that a lot of that stuff was like me doing some mental gymnastics to make things <laughs> well, fit. <laughs> you yeah, you know, sort of what so this it's like, is, yeah. Well, right, totally, totally. But I do feel like what I, I don't remember who said it earlier. If there wasn't a question in the first place, it would maybe be easier for me to be like, "Oh my god, that does apply to this." And that like my mind would just be more freely like, "Oh, it applies to this and that and that," because like because you can normally make anything apply to anything. But but yeah, making that question. It both kind of hinders the experience, but then also, like, makes you do a little more work to, like, make it yeah, fit. And on the know? more, like, yeah, the more v video game or, I guess, computerized side of this, 
uh, since we've sort of been talking about like just the idea of tarot. <laughs> um, I, I I almost think, and I have no way to 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 figure out whether this is the case or not. I almost think that the that the question, or at least you putting in your information, is just like a seed for a random number generator or something, and that's sort of how it's like shuffling these cards for you. Um, but that's just a, that's just a guess. Uh, yeah, I feel like in some way it's got to be though, right? Like maybe not the question itself, because you know that depends on how long your question is or yeah. anything. But for sure, you know, and who knows? Maybe they could take in like your um, your astrology sign based. On, well, that's not true because they don't ask for your month. Oh no, they do. No, ask they, for do. Your, yeah, they do. Yeah, you so, could do that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they take your astrology sign into uh, consideration as well when they're drawing your cards and stuff. But, yeah, actually, um, I, I didn't think to test that, but but it would be sort of a it would be a little bit of an issue if they if they didn't do that, and then I can just ask the same question with all the same information twice in a row and get totally different answers. That would kind of like I, it would I make sense say, for them to have that re- random number generator, so you can always make sure that person will get the same answer with the same question. I I, I will say that because um, I was emulating this, um, I did so. Okay, so I would. I played and I rewinded because I pressed the button too fast uh, to before one of the cards was drawn, um, and it was the it was the same card, but the description was completely different. Um, hmm. I, I think it like there's another library of phrases that it pulls for each card, whether in what in whatever position that it's in, and I think maybe even that is random like at runtime i'm not even sure but mm. i thought it was interesting that just rewinding and playing on an emulator gave two different results no yeah it seems like for all we know it could also it. just be based on when it you know like when you press uh, the button po- yeah position in <laughs> yeah. time right yeah. exactly like I, I mean all that stuff helps make it more interesting right i wouldn't want it to be defined by just inputs yeah get lucky numbers at the end and i think that you can choose them based on your state and it knows your state's like lotto numbers so then that like gives you lucky numbers in relation to your lotto numbers so it's really just guessing yeah it's just guessing the lottery (laughs) numbers in your state for you but what i found interesting is is that i have some numbers from childhood that i consider lucky and the very first time i played this game i got a lot of those numbers no in my uh, in my lucky numbers, and I thought that was kind of weird. I did not get them in future playthroughs, but um, you know, the first time that was kind of a shock. I was like, what wow. are, "What's what, okay, how you many of us all of them?" Oh, I you know, my lucky numbers are something that you know, if you guys knew, you could you know, you guys could put me in a world of hurt. Okay, so, so I can't we can't, can't play with lucky <laughs> But but numbers. how many of your lucky numbers were did you get out of like? You know what I mean? Six. Was it right, like, right, right. Was it like an, an amount that it's like, well, that could reasonably, if they put 15 numbers on the screen, I'm going to get some that are in my list of lucky numbers, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, so I think that the, you know, the, the draw itself, right, of the numbers that it pulls from is actually pretty large. It's not just like zero through 10. It's like, I think it goes all the way up through um, 99, I think. Not ni- no, does it go up to 99? You get to decide what it goes up to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Based on the state you're in, though, probably. No, you can decide independently of that also. Oh, interesting. With the, okay. With the, for some reason, when you change the state, it changes all your numbers. But then after you've set your, your state and the amount of numbers, you can then use the D-pad left and right to change the minimum and up and down to change the maximum. 
So you can, like, theoretically <coughs> narrow down the range to, like, exactly the number you want. <laughs> it got enough of my numbers that I was suspicious. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not just guessing 1 through 10. It must have at least been guessing 1 through 60. Wow. So my, one of my lucky numbers must be 60. No, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> to keep moving along here, we, uh, you know, the box does want you to know, though, on the back of it, no mystical or magical claims are guaranteed, <laughs> which is fine, right? Like, nothing should be guaranteed in anything, right? Like, uh, imagine if every psychic reader guaranteed that they were going to make you rich, everybody would just go to them. However, it also says that none of these can be inferred, and I thought that was strange. Isn't this whole thing yeah. to be inferred? <laughs> I guess I don't know what they yeah what the word means in this context. <laughs> None of these can be inferred, right? Sorry, can you say it again? <laughs> it says no mystical or magical claims are guaranteed or inferred. So you are doing the inferring, but not the game. Uh, the game is yeah. not inferring anything on well, you. Well, the game the game would be implying. <laughs> Right, right, but the game is the ga- yeah. They didn't take a stance on whether they're implying or not. <laughs> right, but they're. I the, just think it's funny that you know, in a game that won't let fourteen-year-olds buy it, <laughs> in a game, in a game that has a lot of like, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that, in a game that clearly states it's not a game, they are going out of their way to let you know that like you have no grounds to sue us for yeah. the results of oh, whatever yeah. happens. Like, well, I think it also, like, wants to make sure at one point in the manual that, like, we don't take responsibility for, like, what anyone does based on what they're, like, if it's so, if something, if, you know, if someone said, someone's thing said, like, oh, your neighbor is going to kill you, they inferred that, and they killed their neighbor, and they're like, well, Taboo told me that they were going to kill me. Like, it's like, we're not <laughs> responsible for any of that stuff. <laughs> I think it, it also, like, adds a lot to the, the mysticism of it, where it's, like, it's just the the medium you know it's like the and you're the one who's like doing the work but it's a tool in order to make like you feel powerful totally yeah yeah and and especially putting stuff like that in the manual and making making it feel like they are very serious about it probably adds to the whole like yeah oh my god this is serious yeah, it's like the this they are officially sure. writing this important notice that's got all this stuff in it that looks like it would be like the the like the regular warnings on a on an NES cartridge about like not putting it on a chair or whatever they are <laughs> but this is like t- talking about the the mystic arts oh that's a deep cut <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to go back through our library of episodes to know what i'm talking about with not putting a game on a chair If you're looking for more uh, tarot card simulators on video games, you will uh, have a hard time finding anything. Tarot Mystery for Super Famicom, Japanese only, does exist. And I can only imagine how much better it is, given that it now has 16 bits of (laughs) processing power instead of 8. But, um, you know, that's really all I could find otherwise in terms of, like, major home console tarot card simulators... Which begs the question of, like, why why isn't this, like, a, a mini-game in Grand Theft Auto or Yakuza? <laughs> like, you know, like, I feel I like... I could see it in that context, it yeah. It lends itself, right? Like, And then, like, that could actually affect stuff that happens to you in the game based on your readings, you know? Like, I could see that. But it didn't happen yet. GTA 6. Looks, 
Look for it in GTA <laughs> 6 in 2048. Yeah. <laughs> well, I th- I'm really interested in these readings that Joe and Sam received. And the only way we can find those out is if we find out whether Taboo, the Sixth Sense, is an essential game on our essential games list. So, Sean, you and I are pretty boring. We didn't ask uh, Taboo if it, if it was going to be essential or not. But that's because we don't trust the machines. <laughs> so I will just tell you straight off the bat that I don't think any game that's not willing to call itself a game is an essential game. And for that reason, it's not on the essential games list for me. You know, this this clearly, like, was on a cartridge, but it's not a video game. It would be like... You remember Game Boy Advance had, like, a time where you could watch, like, iCarly on the cartridges <laughs> yeah. or SpongeBob SquarePants? Those yeah. weren't games, so I wouldn't put them on an essential games list. I'm not going to do that for Taboo either, so that's my vote. Sean, how about you? I agree. I mean, this is very much an application. Uh, it's a program on an NES cartridge. Uh, and while I am a skeptic, I do think this stuff is fun. Um uh, you know, skeptic even if when it comes from a person. Uh, I do think this stuff is cool, uh, but even with that prerequisite, I, I have to make it a non-game, non-essential game. Okay, Sam, what was your reading? My reading was The Five of Swords, which I, I think is a, a negative reading, and Swords deals with conflict. And let me pull up the manual real quick. Um, swords represents conflict, struggle, battling the odds, intellectual problems, and invention. So to me, that seems like it's the perfect car. It's it's the perfect suit to get when talking about when debating if this should be on the essential games list or not, because it's a conflict, and this is like an intellectual conflict also, because we're we're discussing if the game, if, if well, it's not if a, it's game, a game, but if it has merit, <laughs> you know? And in the, uh, in the, the reading, it said that the conflict will be from a, per- I think it's, I, I don't, I can't remember it exactly, but I think it said something like the conflict will be uh, like person driven, someone who is malicious but weak, <laughs> and I can't think of a better description for gamers. Um, Absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, so it's a conflict between malicious, weak people who are not going to put this on the essential games list. Uh, so it's it's not essential. The game predicted not the game. Taboo predicted itself not to be essential, and I think that holds strong. Very good. I like it. Right. I like it a lot. Okay, Joe, what was your reading? All right, so it's, it's going to be a long one here because I'm I'm going to I'm going to go through all ten of the cards. <laughs> and what you they have mean. the floor. Yes. You, yes. Have okay. our, you have our okay. attention. And. Uh, just so everybody knows, I didn't ask, will it be essential? Because now we already know it's not. I asked, will I vote it essential? So, Very good description. So, number one. The first card, I got the magician. 
okay? Which which apparently means currently I use my skills to accomplish my task. Now that makes me think that we're talking about the essential games list. Normally, I use like my skill of developing opinions. I don't just I don't I don't usually use a tarot reading <laughs> simulation to decide if something's going to be on the essential games list, which is true. So like so far, it's off to a good start. Second card, which is the crossing card, uh, is the chariot. Now, this is supposed to represent, apparently, according to the manual, your existing obstacle. Okay? And it says, existing obstacle right now, possible travel. <laughs> okay? Or, yeah, possible travel or need to flee reality. And I took it as possible travel. Because the obstacle that we have been dealing with while recording this this show is that we can't travel. We, we, we're not... We're separate now. We can't travel to be in person like we used to be. So... That might might affect things, but you know, so that that's the current current uh, obstacle. Okay, number three, which is the crowning card, is the card of staffs, which is I guess what is now attainable to me at this time. And it says attainable at this time is strength in the establishment. And I took that to mean that, like, oh. you know, now after what are we on hundred and eighty some episodes, we are an established enough podcast. I feel much more comfortable. I, I go with my gut more. You know, more. I'm more comfortable making these essential games list votes. Our opinions uh, carry weight. Does it feel weight. like I'm doing mental gymnastics no. at all? No, 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 no this, this is, great. is right. This is great. Okay. Our opinions carry weight in uh, <laughs> in video games and to uh, weak, malicious gamers. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, number four, which uh, with number four, I got the five of swords, and this is supposed to be for the base of the matter. Uh, the five of swords. Uh, and, and that apparently means influences of the distant past are malicious but weak person. Yeah, I, don't really, <laughs> I don't really know exactly what that's trying to say. I that's like gamers. Like weird, that's like, talking about gamers. Yeah. That's the card I got. <laughs> but I, I, I took it to mean that the influences from the distant distant past that are that are malicious and weak are, are, are referencing the fact that I've been burned before my distant past on the essential votes. Sometimes when it's my, I regret. My vote with with slalom and uh, excite bike regretted it. Other times it's when I feel I've been betrayed when <laughs> some people didn't put Zelda two on the essential games list. So I'm a weak and malicious person. I didn't say that. I, I didn't use any names deliberately. <laughs> um, number five is uh, the four of staffs, uh, and that is supposed to be the. Uh, my past influences, which sounds actually similar to the last one, but uh, my past influences it says previous influences exerting pressure are perfection. So I, I, I'm not exactly sure how to read that one either, but I'm taking it yeah. to mean that trying to make the essential games list perfect has caused a lot of contention in the past. It prevents us from putting games That's on true. that are not perfect, you know, like yeah. and, and it and it's had some contention with like Spy versus Spy. Where like, well that game's not perfect, but we want to take it off. Like, you know, it's caused contention. Um the fi- then finally what are we on? 6 here? Probably. 6 is uh the 5 of staffs, which says the near forthcoming influence is unsatisfied desire. Ooh. So I could, I know that I could regret not putting Taboo on the Essential Games list. And that is something that that bothers me. I don't want to have those regrets anymore like I've had in the past. Number seven, I got, this is taking a long time. No, no, no. We're loving it. Knock it off. Number seven, I got the Ace of Swords. Currently, you feel prosperity and success. 
And you know, I do feel good about opening up some people to games that might not have been, that might have been viewed as imperfect, like Spy versus Spy. I think we got at least one person wrote to us and said, like, yeah, I you know I wouldn't have seen Spy versus Spy out. if it wasn't on the essential games list. Um, number eight, The Sun. Others view you as an accomplishment or general contentment uh, with life. I think that's trying to say others view you as someone who has made an accomplishment. I, I don't know. But I'm saying same thing. We had one person write to us and say, thanks for putting Spy versus Spy on the, on the list. So I think that that's what that's talking about. Absolutely. Number nine, which is the hopes and fears uh, section. The card I drew was two of staffs. Your secret fears or wants are influence over others. Which I guess is saying that secretly, I want to make sure that I keep the influence to keep games like Spy vs. Spy on, even though I I fear it's going to come off one day because I know that people are coming for it. Also, I want to be able to influence you guys to change your mind about Zelda 2. Which brings me to my final card. The tenth card, which I drew the Ten of Cups. Um, And the Ten of Cups is the culmination of the events revealed before will be petty family disputes or opposition. (laughs) And what I took that to mean is that me, if I, if that me putting this game on the essential games list will cause an uproar and probably plenty of disputes among my nostalgia family and the listeners who I consider family. So I think that this reading is telling me that I need to vote this essential. (laughs) However, I I'm not a servant of of destiny and I and I think that I that we create our own destiny and I am going to defy I'm going to defy my destiny and I am going to not vote this essential. It does say you can do that. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. And I want to take I want to take that uh, agency. Yeah. I, Joe that masterfully crafted. However, yeah. funny that you defy destiny to then just agree with us like a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you guys aren't destiny. You guys are uh, just other people with other with other individual opinions. I want to add something before we finish up, and that's that I Joe. Well, I want to ask Joe first. Have you ever done a tarot reading before? I have not. Right, um, but I I am I'm I guess I'd also say I'm a skeptic. Open-minded, if someone can give me evidence, but but I'm generally a skeptic on that kind of thing. But you just gave us you did this it. really nice, really fun interpretation of your question. And even though the question was not really about anything <laughs> very serious in, in yeah. the context of your of your life, um, not that this isn't a serious thing that we do, but um, it, you were still able to handle it very masterfully. And I think that that's a testament to how good of a tarot, like, an emulation of tarot this is, where it gives you enough information that you can, you know, you don't need any other resources except for the manual and the game. The, not the game. The I don't know what to call it. <laughs> the application. <laughs> call it the game. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Call, I'll it's call it the game. It the game. Uh, the ma- you just need the manual and the game to get an understanding of what it takes to do this. And to that's like, you know, whereas if you just had the tarot cards, that it's, a, it's a lot harder to do on your own. And this is the only time that I've felt 
like doing tower readings is approachable to someone who has no experience with it. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree, Sam. I mean, I, like Mike said earlier, like whether you believe in this stuff or not, this this did what it set out to do, and it made. I mean, as far as I know, it, like it made a simulation of tarot cards that like functions, and then yeah, and then adds some by giving you the knowledge and the information, mm-hmm. the information to do it. So like, you know, so, you don't need to you don't need to to buy into it to see that like they they, they someone was passionate about making a simulation of this and they succeeded. Yeah. So while it's not like. Uh, a Super Mario Brothers or anything, I think that this game is really, really effective in what it set out to do. And that if you are interested in tarot or you want to give it a shot, I think that this is a great way to do that. And I think it's really approachable. Um, so I just wanted to say that. I would just argue that, like, you know, we've, we've come, like, 30 years from this now. Not 30 quite yet. Actually, maybe? Yeah. 30-something years from this. And I can't, I couldn't do math for a second. <laughs> and I'm sure there are better simulators out there. But, like, that's the whole point is, like, why simulation is so cool and why this genre is so cool of stuff is that it's important to always see this because I mentioned earlier that I thought this was, like, really well done for the time and everything like that. But this is also the best way to learn this stuff. I can't imagine, you know... When I went into this, I had no idea what tarot cards were or what they meant or anything like that. And the manual really helps you, but also just, like, the game itself really spells it out for you. And there are things like that today uh, on the Switch. There's this game called Clubhouse 51, which has, like, 51 games that you could totally play, like, you know, with a deck of cards or, you know, in your house or whatever. But they have it where it's fully simulated for you and you can learn at your own pace and thing. And I feel like that's really important to just have as a resource, so yeah. I agree with that. I would just say I'm not sure if this 8-bit NES version <laughs> of a tarot card simulation is, like, the best place to start. I'm sure there are now resources online that could give you better automated readings. I mean, I'm sure, but the, I think that this was still a really great way of doing it. Rare's always trying something different, right? Who expected this? We didn't. <laughs> I didn't saying expect board games. this. Yeah, anyway. this was not expected at all. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that has been all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. I don't even think I know what next week's game is, but I bet Taboo did. So (laughs) if you want to find out what next week's episode of Nostalgia is, why don't you buy a copy of Taboo The Sixth Sense on eBay, uh, hopefully in its velvet case so that its integrity is uh, still intact, Yeah, and then ask it, what is the game that Nostalgia will be playing next week? And you know you won't get an answer because you have to ask a yes or no question for the most part. However, you can always find out what we're playing the week next week, the week after that, the week before that, because we posted on Twitter. That's right. This whole thing was just a shameless Twitter plug because one of our pinned posts tells you the next four games that we are going to be playing. Forget what we're playing next week. Imagine what we're going to be playing in three weeks. <laughs> you could see all that information on the Twitter at NostalgiaCast, and that's what makes it so cool. But wait, there's more. We're posting <laughs> images. We're asking questions. We're interacting with fans. Come there. Hang out with us. Give us a little follow button. And then, you know, maybe say we're cool guys to hang out with. I don't know. Give it a try. See how it feels. You don't have to hit send. I'm Michael Esposito. You can uh, follow me at Esposito Film on Twitter. And I'll talk to you soon. 